So bad ferry food. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I didn't have it on the ferry. I had it at the terminal thing. Yeah, totally. What do you have? It was Chinese food, but I don't want to make it about Chinese food. I, <laughs> <laughs> I realized on the way walking in. Oh wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> can't uh, do that. What what place was it? Uh, just on the Tawasin side. Right. Just a okay. little. There's a little. Oh yeah. Okay. You know. You had it yeah. at the terminal though. Yeah. Yeah. See, if you're gonna go for like pre-boarding the ferry food, you go to the Tawasin Mills. And you I'm eat not gonna in the food court. There. Yeah, I was already running late. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, then at that point, if you're running late, just eat on the boat. Yeah, because you're stuck there for three hours anyway. Exactly. It gives you something to do. Plus, like hot take, I kind of like the white spot food. It's like bad, but it's bad in a like nice. It's kind one of, of the like... better fast food joints. Yeah, and there's just yeah. something like nostalgic to me about having a white spot burger on a boat. Same. Like it's mm-hmm. just yeah. oh cool having a white spot burger in general. Yeah. Is nostalgic for me. It's so, it's yeah. the whole like taking that boat like forty times a year. Oh yeah, dude! <laughs> is, I used to take it. Kills me. I used to take it that much. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah. weekend. Yeah, every weekend. Yeah. 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 Um, I so shout, out, shout out to divorced dads. So did you do any drugs as a kid? Uh, not really, because you didn't have the weekends with. I mean, the only person you'd have drugs with is your dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I really did not do. <laughs> I was a like I was a pretty late comer to same. Uh, I mean, I started drinking really early, so, but yeah, I don't know. I kind of moved, um, I moved out of Drug Central right around the time I would have been getting into it, so. I dated a super Christian girl uh, right after high school. Word. Uh, who was not okay with the idea of me smoking weed. <laughs> That's and really funny. I, like, decided not to smoke weed until, like, I, like, just convinced her to, to not be mad at me for it, which is such a fucking... I'm sorry. I was so stupid. <laughs> Elliot's all sweatered up. Yeah, yeah, my apartment's really cold. I think we left the heat off last night. We had like Caitlin's parents and my parents over, so it was a lot of people over in my apartment. So it gets it gets yeah. really warm. Yeah, I'm so pissed. Justin stole uncut gyms from me. <laughs> yeah, you should just put up also uncut gyms. I was so I well, it could be like we could do that thing where. Uh, uh, we could do that thing that all the leftist podcasts did where there was just for a week, every episode was called Lion Liz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot, do you have like an Arc'teryx vest, but that's like no sleeves? I do not. I am wearing an Arc'teryx can... sweater. Okay. Can you, can you get one? I don't think that exists. <laughs> I can't, I can't record without your arms. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird <laughs> having you having sleeves. I'm not used to it at all. <laughs> did something happen? Like, did you lose muscle? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my apartment's just really cold, guys. <laughs> I saw the most Elizabeth Warren supporter in Seattle yesterday. Oh man, I didn't, and I didn't realize actually at the time like why she was draped in, her, in so many stickers and bump. Sorry, not stickers, pins, because she was in, in town yesterday. Oh, Apparently. yeah, okay, fair. Yeah. Anything else interesting happened yesterday? I I got a Warren. Like, I got a Warren person texting the other day, and, like, it was really weird because she she was just like, oh, I really like Bernie. He's my second choice. And I was like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> like, I know that, I know that's, like, rude ship? or whatever, but it's just like, mm-hmm. how, yeah, like, how are you still just so dedicated, like... I don't know. It's it's such a it's such a weird seeing that dedication on like the other side. 
Yeah. Because I kind of I kind of get it with like I have more time for like a Tulsi or Yang dead ender. Right. Than uh than an Elizabeth Warren dead ender because it's like when your argument for yourself is that you're a pragmatic get it doneer person, you can't also yeah be a dead ender. Hold out exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the that's the part that I that I just I don't respect understand. the Bloomberg dead enders because three hundred dollars can make a big dent <laughs> in rent. These Fair days. these days I would hundred huh? percent. Oh yeah, huh? yeah, <laughs> boy, <laughs> I would. Uh, I honestly I was thinking about like. I would fucking work for the Bloomberg campaign. Fucking pay, yeah, pay me money. I don't. I'll do that. Like I would. I'll. I'll purposefully be bad do at it. it. There seems like, to be enough people who are just doing it as a grift, anyways. So yeah, I would one hundred percent do on. that as a grift. Like just like oh yeah, I'll go hand some pamphlets out and then just like wipe my ass with them and mm-hmm. go home and in Victoria. Like, <laughs> yeah. Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just say Victoria, DC. He's, he's really DC. trying to get the. He's really trying to get the Canadian vote. That's that's get integral snow, to his get strategy. The snowbirds. Yeah. See if you can get the snowbirds. Yeah, 100% yeah. could get yeah, the snowbirds. Yeah, okay. Well, Nevada already... Nevada. Nevada already went by. Man, I'm a Nevada guy. I think it's Nevada. But it is Nevada. Yeah. yeah. I'm just... Yeah, I don't know. I have that affect, I guess. <sighs> I should stop eating bad food right before I record. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody find any other weird BC burger stuff for me? No. No? No, that's... I, I can't... I. Oh, I read an insane post on uh, Twitter today from our relationships, though. Was it? Did you guys see that? Was it the six weeks one? Six months. It was the yeah, or it was the yeah, the six months. It was this lady who. So, so it was this guy who was posting to relationships, like looking for advice about how his girlfriend doesn't understand what a month is. (laughs) Is this the John Boaz thing all over again? It's very similar. But it's basically like his girlfriend thinks a month is four weeks. So Holy she'll shit. be like So she got extremely mad like, at him because he didn't do anything on February tenth because they started dating whenever. <laughs> when their actual anniversary is March tenth. Yeah. yeah, it was like six she was off by like a week and a half because she thinks a month is just four weeks. Does this person have a job, like have a Ostensibly, yes. And ostensibly she's thirty one years old. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Can we do like an our our relationships post? Wait, no, I had two jokes. The first one, <laughs> our revolution logo, but it's our relationship <laughs> means nothing to anybody. Yeah, no. uh, anyways, <laughs> but an our relationships post, but it's about Jackson and and hockey Twitter. Yeah, you yeah. could. It would be really sad. Actually, no, JDs would be really sad. JDs would be sad. I thought you were gonna say JDs would be like fake it's our relationship, relationship posts about like the Canucks with other Canucks. Like <laughs> my D partner gets high all this. My D partner M nineteen gets high all the time and never cleans up his peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Uh, Long yeah. distance relationship with Sneaky to Triamkin. And- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whoever runs the Canucks Instagram account. Is Trey Stetcher getting traded? Oh man! Uh, Tune in after the break on Roxy Fever. <laughs> Hit it! <laughs> All right, folks. Welcome to Roxy Fever. <laughs> I'm your host, Jackson McDonald. <laughs> Joining me, it's me. Who, who are <laughs> you? <laughs> and across the pod, Elliot. All right. Um, we're we got a big, we got a very, very big episode lined up uh, this week because a whole bunch of shit happened. 
So whole I, bunch. I guess the the starting point here is the the biggest piece of news, which is the Canucks about four days ago. I think we have this bad habit of always recording an episode immediately before uh, something huge happens, which we are doing again tonight because the trade deadline is tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, look, we almost didn't record. Uh, I saw uh, that we beat the Bruins by a lot, and Jackson was like, "No, I'm not going to let you into my place. We're not allowed to record." <laughs> but I got in. I got in. Carl the cat let me in. Um, I see what you're doing there. So, so as far as I know, uh, the Aquilinis, who have been desperate to try to hire Dean Lombardi for many years, <laughs> just decided to get all the players Dean Lombardi acquired. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, good one. The yeah, the Canucks <laughs> traded uh, for Tyler Toffoli. They traded, I believe, uh, Tim Schaller, who is a cap dump. Um, oh shit! Uh, I just dropped something that I was playing with. And has since been placed on waivers. Oh. Yes, thank you, Elliot. Uh, a second round pick, an additional conditional pick, which is always very confusing because the conditions always vary. So the phrase conditional pick is always meaningless. Uh, and Tyler Madden, one of their either their like third or seventh prospect, depending on uh, or third or seventh best prospect, or depending 11th. on whether whether the person you're talking uh, to. Uh, loves or hates the Canucks, basically. Was Tyler Madden in, like, the bean pot or something? Yes, he was. <clears throat> yeah. So JD's trip is all for nothing. <laughs> I mean, depending on how you look at wow. it, I guess. Uh, Rathbone was on that team, though, too. Okay. Another yeah. Canucks prospect. Right. And also, you know, like, he doesn't just cover the Canucks anymore. He's covering he's covering all the prospects. Right, so. right, right. If Rathbone had a W in it, it would sound like a Halo username. <laughs> <laughs> or like a metal yeah. band. Like I've been thinking it's a metal, metal band, band ever since he showed up. <laughs> uh, initial reactions. How Whoa. did you guys feel about it? <laughs> initial reactions were indeed, wow, this is really the 2015 <laughs> LA Kings. I know, right? So uh, it's funny you say that because Jim Benning <laughs> is just continuing his long-held tradition of try to build a Stanley Cup champion team in NHL 14. Yes. Because mm-hmm. literally all the players he's acquired over his entire tenure were all guys who had, like, insanely huge ratings. Like, better ratings in NHL 14 than they would have in real life. Mm-hmm. Sven Berchi, uh now Tyler Toffoli, but, like, Eric Goodbranson, Lucas Spiza, like, all these guys are, like, classic, like, why does this guy have an 83? He sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a couple of different directions we can go he- uh, in here. Do- should we talk about what the Canucks got first or what they gave up? Let's quickly go through what, what they gave up. Okay. Uh, just because it doesn't seem like a huge loss. Okay. Thing totally. is, I, I haven't kept track of our prospects. Sure. Fair uh, enough. Because yeah. half of them don't exist. So what was your them what was your like initial so like reaction beyond whoa? I thought it was like <clears throat> nothing given up because I honestly forgot who Tyler Madden was. Yeah, totally. Uh, and I remembered that, you know, bigger prospect, Beanpot. Was yeah. he up for the Hobie Baker? I think he might have been, yeah. I think he yeah. was, but only because Canucks fans did coordinate harassment on it. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, the Hobie Baker always comes down to whose prospect is up and which prospect does the best vote for. Why, exactly. Why is the Hobie Baker like up to fan voting? It's Because why not? Oh. Not entirely. It's also, I think it's just oh. the nominations. Right. Okay. It's either the nominations or, or the, the final sh- vote is up to yeah. fans. Like, like they pick a list of players and you 
vote for them. Yeah, I can't. I'm not 100 percent sure how it works. To be honest, I don't really. The NCAA is like. The, I just know that I, I see like I, vote for the Hobie Baker spam. So. Yes, I know mm. the least about the NCAA of like all the feeder leagues yeah. into the NHL. It's yeah. like it's so. It's just weird on a number of levels, like the fact that it's like college, mm-hmm. and they don't, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, and the whole I, I and, do it, and the whole Rachel Dolezal thing, like yeah. I can't keep up with <laughs> this league. Uh, the The last thing I'll say is that I think because I wasn't paying, I haven't been able to pay much attention the last couple of weeks. Sure, uh, and I saw very recently after that people were like, "Oh shit, is Adam Goddard also going to get traded or something?" Oh right, yeah. I was like, "Oh, like cool, they might be dumping all their manga guys." <laughs> yeah. yeah, fair. Uh, that's, I, I, uh, when he was having his really good, like, run of games or whatever in the, in the playoffs or in the bean pot or whatever it is that college players do, I don't know, um, there were people, there was, like, this big fight that happened one night on Canucks Twitter about him being a MAGA guy, mm-hmm. and I, my reaction to it was 100% like, what, everybody didn't know this? I found this out, like, when he got drafted. Yeah, I think I saw that. And I, and I was also, and I think I made a tweet about it where I was like, look, I've known about this for, like, three years. I just didn't ever make posts about it because nothing he said was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so there you go. There's your proof that I'm not me. trying to cancel anyone. Yeah. I looked through all of Madden's tweets, too, and didn't find anything funny. <laughs> if we ever so. find a player who's a giant Warren stand, we will make fun of them. Oh, oh 100%. Like, probably the most ever. Which which player would be the most <laughs> likely to... Obviously, that's what I'm thinking of right now. Uh, probably, like, one of the Harvard guys. Yeah. Yeah, it'd have to be somebody yeah. American. Yeah. Hmm. I'm Ryan Kessler. Ryan right Kessler, <laughs> for some reason. Yes. He definitely became a Warren supporter just to, like, try to get, get in somebody's pants. <laughs> Or just like atone for his sins against women. Yeah, <laughs> totally. He's like, I'm a feminist now. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as like as far as Tyler Madden as a prospect goes, this was this was one of those like funny trades where my I'm not a huge fan of it. I, I'm kind of just ambivalent about it, honestly. Uh, it's we'll find out how it worked out in a couple years, but like my initial reaction to it was basically like this trade is fine, but why are the Canucks making it? Yeah. Right? Like, it's like if you just see, if you just look at the piece that came in and the pieces that went out, you'd be like, yeah, that's what you pay for Tyler Toffoli. That makes sense. Like, they paid exactly what he was you would worth. expect a team to, to, to pay. Yeah, yeah, they paid what he was worth. Like, a second, a good prospect. Uh, you get another pick. If, if uh, certain things happen, basically, if it works out, yeah. Was there was there somebody we missed out on with with that kind of package? Because I heard that Benning was like, "This is my first offer." <laughs> I was <Yeah>. like, okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just how you That's negotiate. funny. I mean, I don't know. It's it's like maybe they could have gotten to Foley for less, but I I don't know. No, it, as in, is there another uh, forward? Oh, another winger that's out that there right out now. There oh, talking man. about? I think the trade. Not really. Sorry. But I think this trade makes a lot of sense if you look at it as a guy who can at least tread water while Besser's out. Yeah. Because Besser's going to be out for a while, and with how tight the Pacific Elliot, is... Elliot, the ice is frozen. <laughs> oh, it's one of these see, episodes. Now it's really, see, it's really funny when you do it to somebody else. <laughs> you don't need to tread the water. Vyas is dying at his own joke right now. 
Those are the best kind, though. <laughs> okay, as you were saying, Elliot. But no, I think it makes a lot of sense that they did this trade because if you think about the fact that Canucks need to make the playoffs for Benning to keep his job, yeah, and if he can keep them alive for long enough for Bester to come back, then it's worth it for Benning. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's kind of where I'm coming from too. Where it's I don't. I've been doing this for so long and we've been in the same position for so long where I now genuinely can't see. Sometimes I can't tell the difference between is this trade good or have I just accepted the internal logic that the Canucks operate under? And this is one of those trades where I have to constantly like it's like I can't determine that anymore. So I have to just talk about it in two different ways Yeah, Yeah. because this trade makes perfect sense if the Canucks are who they think they are. Yeah. Which is a team that is ready to compete, ready to win a round or two, ready to maybe have a shot at, the, at a cup. If you want to be generous, take advantage of a weak division. But it's not a trade that makes sense. You really, forgot the like, Besser. If you look at. Out. Yeah. And if you look at what the Canucks should be based on how they've played. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at with it. As far as we were on the subject of Tyler Madden, and we got off that thread a little bit, but as far as Madden is concerned, he's a good prospect. There's no denying he's a good prospect. He probably has an NHL future, and I know I ran the numbers um, with Jeremy, who does uh, PGPS. If you don't know what PGPS is, it's like, one of the best tools for statistically evaluating prospects and comparing them to other players. Hmm. It's essentially, it creates a database of players from the same league and then just matches all those players based on how much they produced and how, and and how tall they were basically Hmm. Uh, their height, their production and the league that they played in and their age. Sorry. Age is a huge one. Hmm. And it it measures age by like 0.1 years. Like, so it's it's really, it's really, really exact. And I think based on... Down to the sign, even. <laughs> okay. Based on... Fuck you, Vios. This, <laughs> based on this like database or whatever, I think he, it was, he had like a one in three chance of becoming an NHLer. And his matches were guys like James Van Riemsdyk and Gustav Nyquist and like basically like low-end first-line players. Right. Or high-end second-line players, depending on how you want to look at it. And um, that's, like, the equivalent of giving up a prospect drafted in the first round, basically. Or, like, a mid-to-late first-round pick. Yeah. So, if you look at it like that, it's like, ooh, yeah, okay. that. But at the same time, like, where a player was selected matters. And whether or not Madden is one of the one out of three players that makes it or one of the two that doesn't has so much to do with little details that mean that you will probably be drafted in the first round. Right. Not the least of which is that he's like tiny. He's like extremely Mm. not height. He's like a normal height, but he just weighs nothing. Um, At the same time, that's almost a good sign because it means that he's, he's playing so well, but he has so much more mass to gain. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not a prospect expert. I, I really haven't had time to pay attention this year because I've been so focused on the NHL. Mm-hmm. But basically, like, the Canucks didn't give up 
uh, Hoglander or Pud Colson, and those are basically their only two like real prospects. Like right. the Canucks prospect pool is not as good as it was two years ago mm-hmm. because all their good players are in the NHL now, mm-hmm. and that's both a good thing if you want to look at it in terms of okay, well the prospect they gave up wasn't actually that amazing even though he was the third best prospect in their system or whatever do you think that this is a like uh he trades madden at the near the end of a very good college season yeah that's like the best time to trade yeah oh like, totally. This, this seems like he handled that asset like the the management of that asset as a tradable asset 100 percent. very and they've done this before they did this with gustav forsling look i just complimented jim benning and yeah exactly see and they did this they, they did this before they did it with gustav forsling in 2015 when they dealt him for adam clendenning who, who was at the time considered to be like an equivalent prospect but just a little bit older and more ready for the nhl yeah but the problem is that deal fucking flopped and that's kind of <laughs> that's the thing with this deal. Now, obviously, he had a point in uh, the Minnesota game and three in the Boston game, so he's working out pretty well so far. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I know in one conversation I was having, I kind of compared it a little bit to the JT Miller deal, just in the sense that the problem. Mad at you? What's that? That everybody's mad at you? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, just that, in the sense that. The trade itself is fine. Like, the price they paid... Like, people got mad about the price they paid for JT Miller. I wasn't mad about the price. I was mad that they were doing it. Because what they've essentially done now, with this move, with the Miller move, and a couple other things that they've done, they have signaled that their window starts now and probably ends three years from now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, like they've, they've really... They have really gone all in on basically the four years that they have JT Miller for. And I think that they've kind of fucked themselves on that. I saw Jace, friend of the show, tweet something that was basically to the effect of, like, this wasn't the Canucks figuring out that, you know, their window is now because the Pacific is uh, weak and, you know, they have a chance to make headway or whatever. They made this trade because they realized that they're fucked in three years because Mm -hmm. of the cap. And so they might as well just go for it now Mm -hmm. because it's going to hurt either way. And I'm starting to think that that might be true. <laughs> yeah, I don't hate that logic. I mean, like, I, I hate I, I hate that they're in the position to use that yeah. logic, but I don't yeah. hate the logic. And Agreed. people are going to try to forget. Like, total. There's. I'm sure maybe it's already been said, but yeah. people are totally going to bullshit themselves into saying that. Well, uh, this is a terrible position they're in, so they had to do it. Exactly. Like, okay, but yeah. who, how'd you it's get not it? true, though. Yeah, but, exactly. But, 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 how'd you get in? How'd you get yeah, yourself? The into same this people mess. who caused this are yeah still in power. Still running the show, so to me, I'm uh, fuck it. Let's see, see where this yeah, shit goes. Yeah, I a hundred percent. I I would be possibly upset if Besser uh, injured and the Canucks don't replace him because, like, yeah, that sure, yeah. Well, they're at a point now where again, you're I'd have blue you're balls, accepting, yeah, you're accepting their own logic, but you're at a point in your in your life cycle where it's like <laughs> you have to make the playoffs. Yeah. You can't not make the playoffs. Everyone agrees now. Like if they fall this is why I am I'm on cloud 9 right now because it's like no matter what happens I win. Because <laughs> either they make the playoffs and it's like we get a little fun, we get a little taste of 
of you know postseason action and then expectations are even higher next year when i'm sorry but i think they're almost certainly due to come back down to earth yeah or they've made all these trades they're all in they somehow eat shit over the next 20 games and miss and now everybody agrees you fucked up Mm -hmm. this did not work and it's time for a change love so (laughs) so that's kind of where i'm and that's kind of where i'm at in terms of i mean I feel like I, I, you're not really supposed to say the quiet part loud when uh, when it comes to this sort of stuff. But, you know, I don't. Uh, you're not quiet. I'm not quiet. Yeah. I, either. I don't necessarily want anybody to lose their job or anything, but it's like the guys that are in charge either need to get better or they need to not be around anymore. So we are getting closer to a conclusion yeah. to that that dilemma. Right. Knocking on wood. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Canuck fans can have a little. Two home games in <laughs> in, in uh, May, April. April, yeah. What's this guy's contract like, by the way? Uh, is, is, this is the last year of his deal. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> oh, okay. Can yeah. we restart the episode? <laughs> so that's why, yeah, that's why the fourth is if he resigns. Yeah, the fourth is if he resigns. It's it, it's if he resigns. That's the that's the yeah that's the condition. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was. That or making the playoffs, but re-signing makes sense. Sorry, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, what? How come this hasn't been brought up this whole time that this much has been given up for a rental? For oh, well, I think uh, it's because the group think is that he's going to resign, which is not. Why for sure. are we assuming that? Does oh, do, uh, does Pearson like? Are him and Pearson? Well, there is re- a picture of the two of them basically being gay together. I love that photo. It's such yeah, a good, it's so it's beautiful. Such a good photo. And that is such a dude's rock. Yeah, like absolutely. Guys being dudes picture. Absolutely. It's wonderful. I love that the two of them are so comfortable with each other. Yeah. Truly, like actually, no, <laughs> yeah. no, yeah, yeah, no yeah, irony. This, yeah, this is a Jackson actually being honest. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I was like, maybe I should do that for my wedding. Get a picture with my best man. <laughs> just like, yeah, no, because I'd seen the photo before without look noticing like uh, the caption for it. Just scrolling through somewhere, and I was like, "Oh, what a beautiful photo of two people!" Yeah, totally. And then, <laughs> so, and then oh, you that's Tanner, Pe- <laughs> Tanner Pearson and Tyler Toffoli. Yeah, you ask about the the contract situation, and that's very interesting because there are some people who are spinning this as like he's gonna resign, and this deal is gonna be great if he resigns. So, putting both elements of that aside for a second. Then there are other people, like, for instance, Andrew Walker, who um, dropped a little nugget after the trade that I thought was very interesting. Doesn't drop it from very far up (laughs) high. (laughs) That was definitely funnier because you, like, biffed it halfway through. Um, He said that Toffoli's wife works in L.A. Probably not a great chance he's resigning. Whoa. But that uh, you're all uh, simps for criticizing it. If you uh, if you say anything bad, you're you're wrong, and it doesn't matter that he's not going to resign because for some reason, I I think I don't know what Andrew Walker's deal is. I think he just hates Canucks fans, yes. specifically. Like he loves the Canucks, but he hates every single person who listens to his station. Good for him. All you know, like sixteen of them. Um, <laughs> but good for him. I I, I respect it. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I do too. But he hates the wrong fans. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I as far as the as far as the likelihood of him resigning goes, I'm less interested in that than I am in the question of like, do we actually want him to resign? Because he's in his late twenties and he's going to command a lot of money, 
Yeah, because like, he's already I just making don't, four and a half. Exactly. I just don't really think that there's a good way out of this. I think they traded for a rental, and that might actually just be the ideal scenario. Yeah. We've had, looks some, puzzled. we've had some bad like trade deadline era trades. Yeah. Under Benning. Yeah, like the year where they didn't trade anyone. The two, and it was yeah. a huge the two years, like yeah. Amway's Verbata. Yeah. Uh, I think somebody else. Yeah, there uh, there was Edler another almost. year. I think you're right. Is it Edler? But, uh, well, yeah, the Edler thing in the, at the most recent deadline was right. kind of a disaster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is like okay, Tyler Madden a second and a potential fourth. That's a lot for a rental. Yeah, that it, is true. That is, yeah. I'm very shocked that people aren't really mad about that, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's because... Are I, we all fatigued? Yeah. Have we all been broken? I think, I think so, so low now. A friend the of the show, so uh, Harmon, did say in his athletic breakdown of this trade that the price is really steep if it's a rental, <laughs> and it's fair value for value if it does last. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Like, I, I honestly think... I, I got to be honest. I think if they're trading to Foley with years left on his deal... Like two or three, I think you trade a first for Tyler Toffoli. Honestly, mm-hmm. like he's a yeah. he's a he's a big because it's not just about uh, it's not just about pure value. And this is actually another point you could make about the Canucks because they're very very bad for being on the wrong end of this. But it's like it's about name recognition too. Tyler Toffoli is a guy people have heard of. Tyler Toffoli puts asses in seats yeah. and. He's, you know, and aside from that, too, he has a very, very strong reputation throughout the league and his numbers are very solid. Like he's had a 30 goal season and he's pretty much a lock to get 20. So and and the Pearson connection. Well, yeah. And I'm actually glad you brought that up because I thought it was so funny that immediately, like all year, people have been tying the Canucks to Toffoli. Like ever since they basically got good, they were like, oh, Toffoli, Canucks are going to be in on Toffoli. And everyone was like. How many fucking times do we have to see this unfold before we're going to learn our lesson? Everybody was like, he's the winger for Horvat. It's the natural fit because it's going to be Horvat, Pearson, and Toffoli like it was Carter, Pearson, and Toffoli in L.A. Mm. And, of course, he fucking gets dumped into the lineup in Minnesota immediately on the Pedersen line with J.T. Miller. <laughs> immediately. Like, has not seen a second Project- device. Projecting lines as a Canucks fan is the most futile thing you can do. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Can I just as an aside, I feel like no one will believe me when I say this, but one of my strongest convictions as like a 13, 14 year old, the year like the 07, 08 season, I think, or the 08, 09 season was that it was when like the team wasn't doing that well and like the Sedians were kind of coasting and the two players that were like kind of carrying them through a rough stretch were Kessler and Burroughs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why don't they play Burroughs with the Sedin twins? Yeah. That seems like it would be such a, like, like just, he's like, he not as a, like I'm a genius thing, but just as like, he's been working so hard. Like they should just put him on that line. Cause nobody, nobody else is working as hard as him. And then Which like, they literally finally, Elaine Vino's logic behind. That oh, a hundred percent. And then when they finally did it, I was just like, I was fucking jumping up and down for like weeks. Like I am a genius. <laughs> and, anyway. and so Roxy fever was born. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a way for Jackson to say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's funny. You bring up the, it's funny now that you know that he's a rental, that that changes your perception so much. Um, Cause I mean, that's fair, but it's just, people have been, I don't know. I feel like 
we have reached the point where people are just exhausted so they're just like okay yeah whatever and then the the people who are on the pro side of things or whatever are just like all in baby let's roll mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but they would have been like that if they had made this deal for like zach bogosian <laughs> they would have been yeah. like hell yeah mm-hmm. because it's the cup baby uh one quick thing i want to bring up comparing this year to the last five six uh-huh. whatever the reputation of canucks uh history is injuries wise mm-hmm. have they been lucky this year oh incredible incredibly yeah. right besser okay who's been injured besser besser's like the first major industry that's insane year. like they've had it's one of those things where you've got to be careful about this because i've seen people say actually the canucks have had bad injury luck these this year because look at man games lost to injury but that's not the best statistic to use it's not the best metric to to use for how badly a team's been ravaged by injuries you have to look at what players get injured yeah the canucks have had a lot of injuries this year but most of their injuries have just been michael furland sitting in the press box (laughs) because his brain exploded Mm -hmm. and brandon sutter Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. basically yeah the extent of their injuries like tanev's played most of the year edler's played most of the year hughes has played most of the year petterson's played most of the year Miller's played the the whole year. Horvat's played the whole year, I think. Like, yeah, there's basically no huge major injuries, and that's played a huge part in why they're at where they're at this year. But like, I just think, you know, uh, <laughs> I watched Uncut Gems <laughs> yeah. last week, yeah, twice, yeah, <laughs> because it was really good. It's yeah. like the best movie the I've thing. seen yeah. in a really long time. And I keep thinking about that movie and I just keep thinking about because it's so like as a sports fan, you just there's so much imagery there. So many metaphors that you can take to apply it's to different the things. the best sports movie of all time. It is the best sports movie ever, sure. which is funny because it's not explicitly a sports movie, mm-hmm. but it 100 percent is. You're mm-hmm. right. And um, the thing about that movie, it's ostensibly a sports movie. Yeah. <laughs> sure. The thing about that that movie that's so great is it sh- it really does show like what it's like to be a, just a degenerate gambler and how like after a certain point it stops being about winning and starts just being about the act of doing it mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah and so the thing that i've just keep thinking about with this canucks season is how like Benning is literally Howie convincing himself at the end of the movie <laughs> to take the money that he owes uh Arno and bet it on the Celtics at the end, you know, the big like scene at the end of the movie. And it's like, don't, don't heavily spoil, by the way, I won't. I'm, I'm going to say right now, spoiler alert, skip ahead 30 seconds. Yeah. If, if you don't want the end of this movie ruined, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that bet comes up at the end, he wins. Right. And the thing about following the Canucks is that if it's like watching Howie and be, it's like watching Howie and being like, Oh, these bets keep coming up because he's a good gambler. And not like this man is insane for making these bets, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And it it's just that's kind of what we've been watching this season is they just they do. I'm sorry, they just keep getting lucky. They keep getting insane performances from their goalie. Yeah, everybody's staying healthy. Like JT Miller decided to go from being a 50 point player to an 80 point player overnight because they're playing him with Elias Pettersson and playing him like 25 minutes a night, like. We can't like reverse engineer a smart process here just yeah. because all their gambles worked out. Mm-hmm. When when we have fi- a five year sample of gambles not working out, like yeah. 
don't wait. Drafting Quinn Hughes was like, and Pedersen was like when Kevin Garnett gets to tip off. <laughs> like, yeah. like, that should not have happened. Yeah, totally. Total yeah. luck. Well, yeah, even having those players is luck because neither of them should have been there when yeah, they picked. That's okay, what yeah. that's let, what me, what let me rephrase that. Hughes, Hughes was luck, Pedersen was process, and good for them for taking Pedersen. What were you yeah. saying, Elliot? No, exactly that. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to get, get credit where it's due. Like, the Pedersen pick is the kind of thing that... That probably bought Jim Benning like three years, and it's the kind of move that does buy you three years because he's that good. So yeah, yeah. and they really nailed it. Like they really nailed it taking him, um, you know, over over Glass or any of the other guys that were available there. But uh, just don't pay too cl- too close attention to uh, the guy who is the reason why they took Pedersen because apparently <laughs> um, he out. might not be with the organization for much longer. Mm-hmm. Any update on uh, Judd Brackett? Uh, latest I heard the, there was an article by PJ, uh, Patrick Johnson for the province where he talked about how most years Judd Brackett has been in the war room with the rest of the front office for trade deadline and for deadline mm. for, for those kind of moves, Uh-oh. but not this year. Uh-oh. Now I was talking to another person who is very dialed in to the Canucks and he said, Take that with a grain of salt because this could just mean that the direction is changing. And so because their uh, emphasis is not on players, on assets coming in, on draft picks, on prospects, and is more on getting actual players, that there might be more of an appetite to have pro scouts in the room right. to, mm. to, to to sort of game out the trades with Jim and John oh, over okay. a guy like... <laughs> You're saying be- more. basically because they're not they're not likely trying to acquire picks, picks and prospects, which so you'd Judd want need to be there. You'd want your amateurs exactly, to be yeah. like, hey, so you know, uh, we would benefit from the second. Yes, yeah. it's not necessarily it's it's not necessarily apocalyptic, right? Like it, there's there's a legitimate reason why it might have been like that in prior years, mm-hmm. and it's not now, but it's still kind of worrisome. Hey, so remember that PJ guy, PJ Stock? Of course, I remember PJ Stock. What what happened to him? You get stuck under the desk or something? I, yeah, or? <laughs> I think, I think it might have been one of those. I feel like like all those slash those cuts well, to everybody. Did you mm-hmm. notice that like a couple years ago when I I guess it must have been probably when the Sportsnet Kiprios? took over. Oh, okay. But yeah. like no, but they just mm-hmm. they got rid of most of their meatheads. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Stock was gone, Glenn Healy was gone. Right. Like they really just kind of let Nick Kiprios play that that role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that like Nick Kiprios is is infinitely a better analyst and like a smarter guy than those guys were. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like he kind of fills their meathead uh, quota. I say that like that's kind of mean, but that's just what. Yeah, it, it's the type that they're it's the yeah. type that they're casting. Sorry. Yeah. Um, the only other guy who really fills that on Sportsnet that I've seen is Anthony Stewart, but he's not really on TV. He's mostly radio. He's a radio. Yeah, he's. Yeah. I kind of like him though. People, like everybody always, th- everybody always thinks like you're gonna judge an analyst based on like if they're smart or dumb, and it's like no, no, no. Have you I, been watching this shit? Yeah, <laughs> it's like I like the dumb guys when they're entertaining and Stewie's yeah. entertaining. So, yeah, uh, that's probably enough on Toffoli, I think. That, so yeah, we can we can move on to our second order of business, which is we don't have to spend a ton of time on this, but it, it would be wrong not to acknowledge a heritage moment. When it's happening right. right in front of you, David Ayers, uh, famous 
influence on former President Barack Obama. Fuck it, A. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that because that was literally my first thought when that guy's name <laughs> scrolled across my timeline. I was like, isn't that the pals around with terrorists guy? It's <laughs> Bill Ayers, by the way. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm so glad that you also have the same the guy who said chi- I do. The, the guy who said the chickens are coming home to roost has been uh, voted by the fans into the 2021 <laughs> All-Star Game. <laughs> Jeremiah Wright. Jeremiah Wright. <laughs> I bet you there's a, a hockey or a, an elite prospects page for somebody named Jeremiah Wright. <laughs> do you think Batman's in the black book? Oh, in in Epstein's black book? Could be. I don't think he's powerful enough. No. no. I do. He really, like... I'm, I, this isn't just anti-Semitism, but like he really reminds me of Michael Bloomberg, eh? Like they just—they're both like short. They both have the Brooklyn accent. They're both like you're not, not convincing even, me that this is not anti-Semitism. <laughs> they're not like va- even vaguely human. Disavow, disavow. They even have like the same haircut. I disavow. mean, it, it could just be—it could just be that like literally every New York billionaire just like dresses disavow. and looks the same. I'm, I'm not on this episode. <laughs> Okay, anyways, whatever. I don't care about this. Probably nobody else, though, right? Besides it. I mean, like, the owners. Oh, all the owners sure. are in the black book. Yeah. Like, 100%. Yeah. All the Robert Kraft is nice. fucking the Tampa Bay owner still, right? I think so, yeah. The, who's the Pats yeah. owner, too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. That explains <laughs> a lot, actually. Um, we got to see a real live, in the flesh, emergency backup goaltender last night. An e-bug. An e-bug, which is a great acronym, yeah. by the way. I didn't um, know. I didn't know people were using and, that acronym. Yeah, I know. Me neither. <laughs> oh, I was definitely confused with the acronym, and I was like, "Is this guy's name Ayers or Ebug?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. David Ebug. Sure. No, why not? <laughs> yeah. uh, to, for those of you that Attorney didn't, General of British Columbia. <laughs> for those of you who didn't <laughs> catch it, the, God fucking damn it! The um, to set the scene here. Carolina Hurricanes goaltender Petter Mrazek goes down with uh, a concussion in midway through the second period in a game against the Leafs. He is, um, I, I'm not sure because I, I came in halfway through. Did you guys catch the so context for why the other, <laughs> because the, uh, why, why their other goaltender was out? One of the two got run over by Kyle Clifford. Yes. Yeah. No. That was the that was uh, that was Mrazek, and I saw that. Okay. But was was um who is that? Who the fuck is their other goalie? Reimer was Reimer just out already, and then they didn't have another goalie for some reason. I don't know. Anyways, Elliot's fact checking that for us. I'm fact checking this because I'm curious. <laughs> David Ayers is the Zamboni driver and occasional fill-in goalie for the Toronto Marlies, and so he was in the so, arena. So he's played AHL games. No. He has actually. Oh, yeah. But, okay. but oh. only as an emergency backup. So he had actually oh, okay. played as the Charlotte Charlotte Checkers emergency backup a month earlier oh, for the Toronto okay. Marlies game. So he is he basically is is I I I gather that the way that emergency backup goalies work is that you have one in the arena every night who usually fills some other kind of role. Mm. And it's, it's just a like, designated survivor. of Exactly. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Like a lot of the time it's a team's coach, like goalie coach. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Or it'll be a, 
uh, it, like in this case, it's like a guy who also drives a Zamponi. Um, but I did think this was hilarious. Uh, Twitter user at Ken Star Wars um, <laughs> had a so uh, just a, a mild context. Do you guys know Sexual Jumanji on Twitter? I I've followed. I know. Okay, yeah. yeah. He like all of a sudden got super into hockey, so yeah. now he's like interacting with hockey Twitter. He, he got he, he actually got, uh, got into it because of NHL. That's what I game. thought. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, but <laughs> in a, it was in his replies. Yeah, Twitter user at Ken Star Wars said, <laughs> "No, you 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 don't even realize he's not their Zamboni driver." He's the AHL Zamboni driver. He's not even NHL level at Zamboni driving. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, Ayers goes in midway through the second period. The Canes allow two shots, both goals. So it's looking real bad for – it's looking real bad for the Hurricanes. It's looking like – the Leafs are going to come back. I believe I, – I'm, I'm sorry I don't remember 100, 100%. The game ended 4-4. 6-4. Oh, okay. And it was 4-3 at the time of the end of the second period, I believe. Okay. You got to give me a break here because I wasn't intending on watching the game. I fucking turned Nobody's it on when I heard about this, this when it was happening. <laughs> yeah. So uh, – and what ends up happening is the Hurricanes only allow – Eight shots in the last in the last period. Air saves all of them, and oh. they go on to win the game. <laughs> only only eight shots for the rest of the game. They only allowed yep. eight shots through the rest That's of the game. Insane. So this is this is one of those great stories for two reasons. One, and it is legitimately number one. Uh, this David Ayers thing, him as a guy, his story, becoming the oldest forty uh, two, the oldest goaltender to ever register his first win. At forty-two mm-hmm. years old, maybe mm-hmm. even forty-three. I, I like I like the idea of calling this his first win. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, the Canes selling airs jerseys and giving and him he, a cut yeah. of the money, and, and um, giving a cut of the money to a kidney foundation because Ayers has had a kidney transplant. Yes, oh, wow. and uh, his his wife being on Twitter like freaking out and everything. Like it was truly, and just what. The Hurricanes could not be a better team for this to happen to. Yeah. Because they yeah. are like everyone's little brother team. Like mm-hmm. nobody doesn't like the Hurricanes. As soon as I saw that the emer- that he got either he gets paid to be the e bug five hundred bucks. Yeah. Or or like designate yeah, or exactly. he gets that because he got to play. Yeah, like, it's one or the other. Any I'm other sure. team yeah. he would not have made more than that. Like the team would not have like let him No, exactly. It would have just been that and it would have been but the Canes, because they're they are the cult hit team and they do the storm surge and all that. And they have an amazing, like just their marketing team and their social media team is so good. They were like, let's sell jerseys. And now they get the, and, and when that announcement came out, the first reaction to it was like, you, y'all better be paying him for this. Mm -hmm. And they were like, yeah, we are sweet. And it's, and now, and now they get like the good PR from that too. Mm -hmm. Derek Jory could never. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Derek Jory. He's probably a nice guy. I'm just. I'm just making. I'm just. You know. THC Carling. <laughs> Never. Um, Can you yeah, imagine if the Canucks it, had to use their e bug and it was Dan Cluche again? That I was. What rules? Same thing. Would have been so cool. Yeah. It'd been funny if he like didn't have his old. Mask Do you guys too, remember? So he finally had to wear like a. No, it'd be funny if he had to wear like his old like OG Orca jersey. I would love. <laughs> okay, so here's a. Do you guys remember it was in this is a little heritage moment break. It was in I think the I think it was the 0506 season 
but it might have been a, l- a couple years earlier. But there was a game where they had to use an emergency backup goaltender yeah. who oh, was yeah, signed Chris. from Chris Levesque. Chris Levesque, yeah. thank you. I'll never forget that name. And everybody uh, thought he was going to go in for a second because because Johan Hedberg was an insane goaltender. Yeah, he d- <laughs> he thought because Johan thought he was Dominic Hasek. Yes, I also thought that too. Fair, uh, but he very liberally would just jump out into the middle of the ice to stop yeah. a shot. Yeah, when it worked. It was no, beautiful. Beautiful. Truly. Beautiful. Yeah. When it didn't, it he was very had, ugly. It was very ugly, and he also injured himself each time. Yeah, totally. Uh, so I remember he like he uh, he lunges out, and he he fucks up his back or something. Yeah, totally. And Mark Crawford has never chewed gum so fast in his life. <laughs> uh, and then. Yeah, then Chris, uh, like the eyes look to Chris Levesque, everybody. Everyone. Everybody. Yeah. And I uh, remember the camera panning to him and it being like, fuck, is it going to happen? Yeah. But tonight it really, or last night it really fucking happened, yeah. which is unbelievable. And yeah. the fact that it's like a a 42-year-old Zamboni driver, like they got to make a movie about this. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. like, apparently they're making a John Scott movie. Put oh, that fucking sweet. on the back burner. Make yeah. this movie first. Because <laughs> like. That is a Disney A roll, B rolls the Scott Foster movie in this movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris Levesque at the time, I think, was the Thunderbirds goalie. For That's the, right for yes. UBC, UBC and yeah. CIS. Uh, and then last I checked, eight six years ago, he was uh, sous chef at uh, Earl's. Nice Broadway and Fur. Hell yeah! Yeah. <laughs> I know somebody who has done cocaine with that guy, probably. <laughs> who would be the Who would be the e bug for the podcast? Justin or JD, probably, mm-hmm. right? Two I, guys with radio experience. Yeah, yeah. But I, I feel like the I, I'm point- desperate to get Mal back on. That would be good. Mal, yeah, you've been incredible. I yeah. really want to hear about who's fucking who. Yeah, we gotta have Mal back on. Cheeks clapping in killed me. I know. <laughs> was, I don't yeah. know who that was, but we yeah, need, we yeah. It's, I, we don't have time to to get into that. But yeah, 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 we can't get into that right now. <laughs> so, a couple other pieces of news from this week. This is more of a this is more of a downer thing, but somebody got canceled, which means we have to talk about it. There was some there's been some ongoing was drama it me? that we no. Okay. There's been some ongoing drama with spit and chicklets and other sort of broy NHL figures over the past few weeks and months even. Uh, I don't think we ever actually got a chance to comment initially on Jeremy Roenick getting um, basically having to step down and then get fired from his job for saying he wanted to have a threesome with Patrick Sharp and his female uh, co-host. Yeah, yeah. Um, But that happened Mm -hmm. (laughs) a while ago. And then he was fired earlier. He was fired earlier this week and then immediately showed up at a Trump rally. (laughs) Which is like this week was literally so many things happened that are that are like in a slow week we would have done like twenty minutes on. Um the guy who scored the golden goal for the nineteen eighty Mike Ruzioni just came out as a Trump guy as well. Yeah. Wasn't which, a bunch of players from that team oh, at that rally? I guarantee oh, yeah. like they all the probably was there too, were. I think. Probably, yeah. That Jim Craig is the Trump demographic because he's like rich former athlete killed somebody in a DUI. Like that is <laughs> that's the Trump person. Like all you need to add to that is like owns a ski do dealership yeah. and you've got like every the, you've got the Trump coalition. Yeah, sometimes I get really scared about like how Trump would cook thing cook the election right before. Yeah, and like if he just like abolished DUIs. 
<laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. Over. Um, Fell in voting, but only for DUIs. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, in addition to all that, a story came out in the Globe and Mail this week calling host of Spit and Chiglets and former NHL enforcer Paul Bissonnette the most influential man in hockey. And so, in response to this, uh, Daniel Carcillo, who you may know as a kind of now the NHL's resident shit disturber and call out of just basically everything bad about the NHL. Well, I was going to say the NHL's resident stoner. <laughs> that too, yeah. <laughs> basically just said, I can't even remember what How he said. How dare you disrespect <laughs> Quentin Hughes' name. <laughs> True. I know, right? <laughs> Um, I can't even remember what he said, but he basically, he just quote tweeted somebody who said like, man, the NHL just really wants to, uh, like reinvigorate Don Cherry's corpse yeah. or something or reanimate. That's yeah, what it was. Yeah. And then uh, Dan Carcillo just like did a quote tweet of that. Just basically being like, yep, <laughs> you know, or just like something along the lines of like, oh yeah, you know, hockey just like wants its good old boys who kind of. You know, just doing the Dan Carcillo thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <laughs> uh, Paul Bissonnette rapidly escalated everything um, mm-hmm. by uh, lobbing some pretty interesting and serious allegations against Carcillo based on their time together for some fucking AHL team that I have zero desire to remember who they are because the city and name changes every like five years. The stand-in name is always Orlando Solar Bears. Yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the allegations consisted basically of two things. One, that Bissonette, wa- who is, I believe, half black. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he got called the N-word by Carcillo? Repeatedly yeah. by Carcillo yeah. on, a, on, a, on a fairly constant, constant basis. And that he wore a some kind of like robe that was embroidered with a swastika on it. So Under the hood. Under the hood, yeah. Which I only remember because that's a very weird detail. <laughs> yes. So, look, the pattern of Daniel Carcillo on social media is that he very rightfully calls somebody out. Yeah. Then somebody points out something horrific that he used to do. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, I did that. That was bad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so so this one was slightly... It's kind of a cheat code. It works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, honestly, like... I would admire that. I would admire that honesty from anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, but it, I admire it even more coming from a guy who I generally sympathize with quite a bit. And I, I did just want to comment on it a little bit because it is very much in our wheelhouse, and also because I just thought, really, this was one of those situations where the entire discourse around it was bad. Just nobody had anything valuable yeah. mm-hmm. to say whatsoever, basically. Uh, and people who who would have uh, rightfully probably just stayed out, <laughs> stayed out of it while more details were coming out. Carcillo responded. He responded by doing the general Carcillo thing, which was to say, uh, yep, I did the N-word thing. That definitely happened. He was like, I don't want to excuse it, but here's the context. And the context was basically... He's a fucking idiot? Or? No, no. The con- I, th- th- I actually think this is interesting because it, it does, like, it changes not what he did, but it changes the context of Bissonette bringing it up in this... Uh, situation. So what Carcillo said happened was that basically Bissonette has always been the guy that you know him as. He's a guy who loves to clown around and a guy who loves self-deprecating jokes and that he used to make a lot of jokes about being a dumb N-word. 
and that in a as like part of that was that other people on the team would join into the joking and it became kind of like an inside joke with the team so carcilla was saying that he had the <laughs> no 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 so he said that he, what he said oh, was no, but like I see at the time. Yeah, that's he's sort of saying like at the time he thought he did. Yeah. So yeah, what what yeah. he what yeah. he? Well, there's a reason that nobody came up with any. So about oh, this well, I'm glad that you bring that up because that's the point I was going to make. But <laughs> but just to, to to reverse here, his attitude about it was not. I thought it was okay. It was this was the culture. This was what people were doing. Yeah. And like sure. I've said with everything else, I participated in it, and my participation was wrong. Right. Yeah. And so he was able to kind of channel that back into his central message about hockey culture, which is that it's toxic and fucked up and a thing that basically everyone participates in. And if anybody tries to kind of remove themselves from that and maybe go, hey, this is kind of fucked up, they can't do it because they will be immediately implicated in a thousand terrible things. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, his second thing, and I'm sorry, this was really funny. Um, <laughs> and he, he first, uh, this is like the most NHL thing ever because Bissonette misspelled swastika in a really hilarious way. And then Carcillo's response to that was, that part isn't true. I don't know how to embroider. <laughs> 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 which, which he reiterated in his video response. And honestly, I have to say, pretty compelling, like... <laughs> Um, and uh, I mean, again, everybody can make their own calls. I don't want to speak for anybody, but I feel like at this point with all the things that have come out about you, why would you lie about that? Um, you never know, I guess maybe he's like, Oh, people thinking I'm a Nazi is a a bridge too far. It was pretty funny too, because Dave Portnoy came in and called him a Nazi. And I was like, I think the guy who goes on Tucker Carlson probably shouldn't Mm -hmm. (laughs) be accusing anyone of being Mm -hmm. a Nazi. Mm -hmm. But, um, that's kind of where the situation ended. Uh, I think it has done some pretty clear damage to Carcillo, um, just based on yeah. what I've kind of seen from him since. He's definitely quieted down. Definitely haven't heard from him as much in the media or on radio or stuff, which he's kind of his appearances are pretty sporadic, but he's been a little quieter. Um all of this, of course, has done absolutely nothing to tarnish the Spit and Chicklets brand because you can't. You literally can't. Um, so I guess before I get in what I wanted to say, I would be curious kind of what your initial reaction was to this. If you had one whatsoever, Vias is, is looking at me like, oh, fuck, I don't want to say anything <laughs> at all. But uh, uh, I think my reactions to everything were like, you, you kind of heard me react to things like as they were going. Yes. Uh, ho- hockey does not know how to talk about these things. Well, yes. there's plenty. There's plenty of people. Shireen Ahmed, for example. Like sure. Plenty of uh, women of color. Not Mainstream who, hockey, though. Yeah, there's nobody. Th- they don't know how to talk. About no, it. no, nobody. They're they're not yeah. going to get listened to. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think the awkwardness in my response uh, is kind of telling. Yeah, um, of course. I mean, no one is surprised, right? Like no. It's definitely escalated my whole Carcillo cycle. Yeah, (laughs) fair. I mean, he got milkshake duck. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Um, Yep. My feeling on this, and I and and either of you feel free to chime in if I'm off base on this at all. But my feeling on this was a little bit of a like, 
how naive are you? Who? Sort of response from a lot of people who were like, both A, surprised at this story, which is just par for the course when it comes to all the stuff he's admitted to and, um, and yeah. talked about. And B, uh, when it comes to kind of the... I thought it was really gross how eager a lot of people were to cancel this guy and to see him get milkshake ducked because it, it just makes me kind of wonder, like, what's your problem with Dan Carcillo? Because if your problem is with the shitty stuff that he did, you should, I guess, at the very least, unless there's something I don't know about him that he is just like going around being a huge asshole to everyone behind the scenes, which is totally possible. But it would seem to me that like if someone is owns the shitty stuff that they did and is trying not only to make amends, but like to actually change the situation that made like you can argue how much of its culture, how much of its personal responsibility, whatever, but change the situation that made you shitty Mm -hmm. by your own estimation or observation or whatever. I just don't really know what, like, okay, so you have a problem with that, but like, I, I don't know what, I don't see the solution you're, you're offering here, which was a lot of people who were getting mad at them. Like, just like he did a shitty thing. And it's like, Yes. Spin Chicklets has an army of people. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. It, kind of the point here. Exactly. And Carcello doesn't have a base of people on Twitter. He doesn't have uh, anyone. He, do- he's, 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 he doesn't have friends in hockey. He doesn't have no. friends on Twitter. He's and, fucking yeah. burnt all his bridges. And I just like, I really do respect that. Like, <laughs> I have a lot of respect for somebody who's willing to burn all their bridges. I was going to say that. Like, everybody yeah. who, like, it's just this guy. He saw his best friend Steve Montador die because mm-hmm. of that, that. That's the other thing I think people don't understand is his like core thing is concussions and hockey's like yeah. macho culture and how hockey's macho culture literally kills people. Yeah, like it yeah. literally kills people. Let's put that on the table right now. That's the stakes of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess my my question was: Is your problem with Dan Car- Carcillo that first thing? Or is your problem with Dan Carcillo that, like, he's saying he's maybe implicating this? Th- he's basically implicating everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, he's implicating. Yeah. Um, it, it's. I, I've heard people use the metaphor of a vegan at a barbecue, where it's like your mere presence indicts everyone else around you. He's and not fun at parties. Exactly. Like that like it seems like the issue a lot of people have with Dan Carcillo is that he's not fun at parties. Yeah. And that's <clears throat> that's the feeling that's gonna be around for <clears throat> the people like like Bissonette, uh and like who the fuck the other host is. Uh Whitney. Whitney. Uh and sorry. And then those guys have an army and people love shitting on the whistleblower. People love shitting on the on the person who's sure. who's airing other people's bad laundry. Even if, even if they're totally justified. So that's, that's, I'm really glad you brought that up because I think people should be more, they should just be more aware. And I'm not one of those people, like when it first initially dropped, one of my first reactions was like, don't just left, let Carcillo off the hook. This is part of the process. Part of the process is having yeah. your name dragged through the mud. Yeah. It's good that his name's being dragged yeah. through the mud. At the same time, people, this is, you can expand this to, just like online in general, whatever your sort of discipline is, sports, politics, entertainment, whatever, you got to be aware of where the criticism is coming from and whether it's in good faith or bad faith. Mm -hmm. And when I see this, what I think this is, 
is I think it's an army of barstool chuds yeah, yeah, yeah. basically trying to yeah. call him out for hip perceived quote-unquote hypocrisy so that he will shut the fuck up mm-hmm. and i think i'm sorry he's a, he's not he's an imperfect guy there's stuff he's mm-hmm. he's said even since his like face turn that has been yeah. wrong or messed up or whatever but if you think that the the best thing to come out of this would be for carcillo to shut the fuck up and for nothing to change you are wrong that would be very bad and i think that right now unfortunately this is one of the only guys we got. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. maybe there's maybe there's something to be said about just like letting him say his piece, even if he has fucked up a lot mm-hmm. and just leaving it at that. And it doesn't have to be like uh, it doesn't have to be a thing where we're making a character judgment. It's just he's a whistleblower. There's value in that. And guess what? Whistleblowers usually did some fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. They just kind of stopped themselves right before they did the most fucked yeah. up thing. Edward Snowden worked yeah. for the NSA. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Chelsea Manning was in the army. Like, this is all stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's part of, unfortunately, like, sometimes people are shitty and then they feel bad and mm-hmm. they want to do something mm-hmm. about it. And I don't think we should actively discourage that, I guess, is what I'm getting at. So speaking of whistleblowing, uh, somebody was on their phone during the anthems recently. <laughs> All right. I have to see somebody else sitting down on his computer during the anthem and thought that was a step too far. Yes. So uh, let's look. Let's... His hair is too tall. <laughs> he didn't want to mess up the Sedin's jerseys being hung up. <laughs> yeah. Is he tall or does he just have a pompadour haircut? <laughs> so, okay. Uh, to, yeah, to segue brilliantly into the last thing we wanted to talk about so this good. week. Our dear friend and uh, our dear friend of the show and frequent punching bag, J.D. Burke, uh, found himself embroiled in a minor controversy. Uh, I believe yesterday or was it even today? Is the Boston game. Which was yesterday, as far as so I know. yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're recording on Sunday. Yes, day before the, the trade deadline. Maybe. Yeah, um, yeah. Someone snapped. most hey, most of the trades of the year have already happened. That's true. You're right. <laughs> yeah, we're getting like ninety percent of them at least. Ninety percent. You know what that is? It's an A plus. That's right. Thank you. I'm glad you. I'm glad you went there. Uh, yeah, yeah. So JD Burke, former. Uh, Canucks Army Managing Editor, currently at The Athletic and Elite Prospects. Someone uh, snapped a little photo of him. little snippy snap. little snippy snap. uh, Not standing for the anthem and decided to uh, sick an army of uh, guys with, like, Tanev's dick as their screen name uh, after him. And, um, you know, it went about the way you would expect. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I just to try to find the tweet again. Yeah, uh, I looked up JD Burke anthem, and the first thing that came up in the search yes. was at Dylan Fremlin. Can't believe JD Burke took his dick out during the national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that rules! Whoever that guy is, uh, can you can you send that tweet to me so I can follow him? Because uh, that's really funny. Y- y- yes. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is. Th- th- it was just really great to see how mad uh, people got at him. I know a lot about the sort of internal structure of elite prospects and they don't care which rules. And I mean, as much as I hate to to ever say anything nice or cool about JD, uh, 
this whole thing was like just made him look extremely cool because he didn't back down and then he just made his fucking banner image the picture oh, of him sitting down <laughs> <to my bed. laughs> which is which i'm sorry king shit you look, gotta ha- you yeah. got it where it's due look we, we started this whole podcast talking about like this whole the whole mm-hmm. run, the run of the podcast yes you know he's a friend of ours and we shit on him but he's cooler than you yeah it's true yeah like, <laughs> yeah 100%. and also respect to his like reply game on this oh yeah immediately c- calling it a theme song Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, the, I I did a tweet immediately after that was like, I always stand during the Thundercats theme song when it's on TV. <laughs> to do so would be disrespectful to the Thundercats. Um, yeah. I, like he he's so he, the thing with with JD is that I love how painful this is for you. To I say know. Right. So. The thing. Well, the thing with JD is that he just doesn't like like people compare the two of us a lot i guess because we're like the only two like open communists on uh in like sort of canucks media adjacent uh things but we're really like very different because i my thing would be like ironic would be like kind of dancing around people who reply to me just like kind of making fun of them that they don't realize it yeah whereas whereas jd's thing is like fuck you <laughs> and yeah. i do kind of dutifully like, I, engages i respect that because um it's just it's it's very he what the thing with him is that like he is just so dedicated to making people mad like he shows up every yeah. day and he works for it he, he does just, his job that's right. He He's get, a lunch pail, yeah. uh, right. <laughs> like whatever it is that we're talking about. <laughs> like, Whereas he, I feel like... And I also think this is part of the reason why people hate him so much is because it's impossible to get... Like you can get under his skin and it's pretty obvious when you oh, do 100%, so. yeah. But it's impossible to make him back down yeah. because he'll always just be like, yeah, I'm not standing up. Do yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. No, he, he... And the other thing too that I think really... Um, makes people mad is that he has a certain level of institutional buy-in that other people in his yeah. situation wouldn't because he kind of came to this whole thing uh, later in life entirely because of me and Elliot, but we'll just uh, leave that where it is. Um, and so he has all this, uh, all this clout basically from mm-hmm. the athletic and from elite prospects. And like those two, organizations are like willing mm-hmm. to and 1040 and all of those places like will come to bat for him because he's good he's good at his job he's, he's a good work. analyst he continues to do the work he, he he works really hard yeah and so like you can't even um you know you can't get him fired because these places are like what's the what's the balance between like having people mad at us and having this guy do all this work for us and they always come down on like well we're gonna side with our employee because like which, by the way, is what a good company should do when your employee gets mm-hmm. in hot shit. Mm-hmm. But I'll just leave it at that. He um, also doesn't, yeah. for as far as I know, he doesn't start shit with other people in his circles, in in the institutions. Not really. Like out of the way, he doesn't. No, he doesn't, he doesn't go, out, go of, out of the way to do way. this kind of stuff. So, no. like, he's not a shit disturber. He just has his morals. He has his principles. Yeah. And when people notice that, they get really mad at him. Yeah. And I think I'm really happy for him that he I, does that. I think it's also just funny because people like think this is new information, 
yeah. where it's like anybody who's been paying attention has known this kind of stuff about JD for. I would ever. love to see the DMs that like EP Ringside gets. <laughs> <laughs> screen yeah. caps of, of JD like having like a fist emoji. Yeah, they're so, yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, yeah, it's just like. I think another thing too is it's a less his like Twitter followers are a less self-selecting group because he's just on a lot of those like lists of like oh I follow this guy he's a Canucks guy or whatever whereas like yeah you know we all know people who would tr- trigger the cons as it were like way worse than JD does but they're not they're all, they're all just like fucking like somebody with 61 followers whose screen name is like cheeks clapping in or whatever <laughs> like no nobody <laughs> nobody gets in my replies for stuff because exactly, they yeah. don't they, they know yeah getting Ex- yes yeah. exactly yeah. also i'm i'm a guy online that's yeah. another book yeah well yeah <laughs> and I've, I've actually like i've noticed that like with all like the indigenous stuff that i've been totally. tweeting about yeah compared to other colleagues I have who just get ripped apart in the replies by randoms. Like I have not had more than maybe one person across the last two weeks. Yeah, totally. Give me, give me guff. Well, it's the same thing with like, I think, you know, I, I think Georgia twist and I have like a comparable number of followers and we tweet similar shit all the time. And, she like everybody fucking flips out mm-hmm. at her. No well, one gives a shit about me. Well, yeah, they and, know. Like, Cause she feeds you the tweets. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yes, of course. She Sorry, you're right. She yeah. is determining the agenda. So no. <laughs> um, but it's it's funny because I think you know it just it just goes to show you like it's like well no one cares about what I say because I don't set off the angry and horny parts of the brain at the same <laughs> time and and I do for a few guys and those are the guys <laughs> who get super mad at me all the time. Well, I think that. The message we should really take away from this is that we make fun of JD. Our Patreon subscribers can make fun of JD, but no one else can. So if you want to make fun of JD Burke, you should subscribe to the Patreon at patreon.com slash Roxy Fever, where we also have bonus episodes. Uh, Five dollars a month gets you access to all the great heritage moments. And gives you um, a pompadour pass, (laughs) as as it were. You can can make fun of of JD if you, but only if you subscribe to the Patreon. (laughs) We we are just reporting. We've had a record amount of donations. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. You can follow me on Twitter at McDonald. You can follow me at Vyasaran. You can follow me at Moose Kayak. And uh, yeah, just uh, <laughs> hit that hit that subscribe button. And uh, then o- then and only then can you send hate messages to at Jay Dillon Burke on Twitter. Hey, have a good one, everybody. Good yep, thanks.